Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and I'm your host with Grateful Heart TV. And in studio today, I have two of my most awesome sponsors. Tara Creek and Joe Smith. And don't be alarmed, we still have sponsor number three, Anthony Penna from Navi Title. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We love the flower today, dude. Welcome to the show. It's represent. been a represent. I feel kind of left out of this cool club because um, I don't have a blazer on like everybody else does. I'm thinking it's sunny, it's springtime, <laughs> life is good, and you guys are all like these dark. It's I'm only like 80. You could still wear a blazer at 80. Next month? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're full of shit. Stand up, Joe. No. Let's, no, no, no. You got to stand uh, up, Joe. Yes. I, it's oh. so, so here he is talking about, you know, you can, it's 80. He's still got shorts and he still has flip flops on. So, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, mm, no, maybe. We know. So, that said, it is springtime. And we are doing our market update. We'd spit. What are you doing there, sister? She's side railing me on this show. So, it's springtime. Last time we did a market update was in February. And a lot has happened since February. So I wanted just to kind of revisit the last show. We were, what was the date on there? I think I had it on there somewhere. February like 7th or something like that. Right before the Super Bowl is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, can we go, can we Joe has go, got go, his, go his shirt on. You guys had a big thing going for the Eagles. And it's, it seems like a year ago. I don't know oh, about you guys. I've missed you. It's been a long, long time. It has. And let's talk about what's going on in the market right now, because I don't know about you guys, this has felt like a very weird April so far. Well, is it inflation? Fire. Is it a recession? Is there a bank failure? Like what? Is what artificial what? intelligence going to take us all down? Oh God! <laughs> like seriously, I was so excited about ChatGPT. I read so many yeah. articles, and, and all they I heard all weekend was about all that about stuff. About how bad it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you? Well, think, it has Ellie? to be negative news. That's what clickbait, baby. That's true story. I mean, you know, we always like to say that the positive is what we like to talk about. What's your favorite saying? What was the shirt you were almost going to wear today, Anthony? Data over drama. Data over drama. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't sell too many newspaper articles, but the truth is definitely important to hear. So why not? Let's just jump right in. And I, if anybody wants to see where we're at a couple months ago, it's episode, I don't know, what number was that? Can you read that, Tara? One episode 119, 119, I think. 119. Sellers rejoice. <laughs> sellers rejoice. That was pretty short-lived. I'm not going to lie. You know, in that particular week, it seemed like every, all the momentum was coming back. We were getting ready for busy spring season. And then, like, the wind stopped and the sales stopped, at least in my world as far as buying and selling homes in the month of February and March. Here we are in April, and I feel like it's a very different story. What do you guys think? I feel like I've been spending the majority of my time talking to buyers who were thinking about buying in the fall. Mm -hmm. And after going through the data with them and showing them inventory and, you know, with the concern with rates dropping and how quickly that inventory will dissolve, a lot of those buyers are choosing to move their purchase forward sooner rather than later. So I think the ones that are being given the right information mm -hmm. are moving out into home buying with more confidence. Mm -hmm. But I think if they're just exclusively looking at the data, they're gonna be in trouble. Looking at the media data. At the right? media data, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. What are you seeing, Joe? I think we're back. So my yeah. the buyers that I'm working with these days are they're having to put in uh, multiple offers. They're having to do the accelerators again. They're waiving things. They're upping their prices. I had a, a couple, they got pre-qualified for a million dollars, we'll say. And their pre-qual went out at 9.10. Like six hours later, like, uh, can we do 9.60? And, and it was just that quick. Like They, they needed to they, escalate their offer. They just had to go, like, they got a, a taste of what it was like. They thought they would be able to sneak in at a lower number until the seller's like, look, I got five. So yeah. 
come with well, your best. Well, homes that are priced right and in good condition are still moving very quickly. So I actually said that last night to Kylie on the phone, the one um, that we were working with together. Yeah. Because she was saying later on in a few months, so to your point, Tara, yeah. when I educated her, I was at the end of the conversation, ooh, when can I get in with Tara? Right. So yeah, I, I will definitely confirm that. I, I feel like we had a soft start in the first of the year, but the momentum's definitely there. Yeah. And, and Anthony, in the title world, I know last time we talked, I, I was seeing a lot of cancellations myself about a month ago. What's it been like for you guys with your opens, your cancels? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you well, seeing on your we, end? We we just had um, in March since we opened, you know, we opened about two years ago. So our best opening month and our best revenue month since we've opened the oh, company. Oh, congratulations. Awesome. Yes. I'm happy to hear that. But, well, and, so, and I, I love and, hearing and, that. And like and Rebecca, you, and you always heard me say, you know, I love the Crawford. I love KCM, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Call your title company on Monday and see where they're at on openings. Yeah. And we've been consistent with our openings on Monday. Like, for example, we're up four and a half to five openings per day uh -huh. from our best month in March. Wow. So I love it. I don't, I'm with Joe. I don't see it slowing down right now. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I was just reflecting on our last show to today. I thought the momentum was going to carry us through a maybe busier February, March mm -hmm. than we saw. But I feel it today. And we're going to go over some charts real quick to show you guys what I'm talking about here. So let's go to this one right here actually shows the January. Here trending. We were, we're trending. Yeah. In February, we were, I think I was like, oh, look, this is the week we met last time. And then it kind of went dip down a little bit. And it's been doing a little volatile stuff, but definitely the last couple of weeks we're seeing movement up. Yeah. And I like to see that. I think that's really important. And where we are today is not that far off of where we were before. You know, we're looking at 21, 22, and 23. The green one being 22, we're definitely up a lot higher than we were at the end of 22. And we're pretty much in line. Like we just went right in line with where we were last spring and summer. You know what I mean? We just crossed that barrier at 9,500 right there of listings under contract. And last summer, when things started with the rates increasing right. and that everything started kind of going down, we're, we really are right about there. And it's definitely- hey, Rebecca, uh -huh. I, I don't know if you saw the report this morning, but we're really close to that 10,000 mark. Yeah, no, and that's and that's why I was bringing that up. I think this, this one was actually posted by Tina yesterday, that chart I was right. just showing. And then, yeah, I have a couple more. Let me scroll down. I always love this slide. So if anybody who's listening, not watching, <laughs> let me describe this slide to you. It's called the market cycle. At the bottom right, we have sellers with some funny face saying bad, right? You know, not so bad, right? Sellers last year, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You can hear the song, can't mm -hmm. you, in your head? Um, from right now, we are landed. It kind of goes through like the stages of loss almost where it has an optimism, enthusiasm, exhilaration, euphoria. That was February of 2022. We were in euphoria. And then from March, we started at an unease. I would say we could all agree with that statement. And then we saw it all. I remember I was panicking in June. That's when my house was on the market and I was freaking out bad. July, November, we're in despair right around November when they said that we were at the bottom of the bottom, right? And since then, we popped up to skepticism. We went back down to despair. I think that's what I was feeling. Yeah, like, that was your February. Yeah, that was my February. Like it seemed really good and then boom, it popped back down. But we're rolling back up past skepticism and we're almost to hope. I like it when we're almost to hope because we're busy when we're almost to hope. And I'm worried, honestly, after I got off that call last night with that buyer that we have mm -hmm. together, she's only gonna be an FHA. She needs a 2-1 buy down. She's got credit issues. She's got mm -hmm. income issues. Those are the buyers that need to buy today. Right, right. now. Right now. Yeah. Right. Because they're not going to have that You're kind already of seeing it. Yep. I mean, at 900, I think those buyers are a little bit more affluent. They aren't the ones that necessarily disappeared, like our FHA and VA buyers when right. the rates hit 7%. Well, the recent changes in FHA reducing their mortgage insurance costs is making the FHA loan program a lot more attractive. And so we've been doing a lot of education with listing agents saying, hey, listen, just because a buyer's using FHA doesn't mean they're not credit worthy, you know? Yeah, and doesn't so really mean it's not gonna close. Addressing, well, and even just really addressing the concern because conventional changed their credit standards and now you have to have a very high credit score to get kind of the best pricing available, mm -hmm. making FHA a really good competitor if you're within that loan limit. And I think people forgot how to do FHA. 
people <laughs> forgot that that's, that that's a live thing. Like they're like, oh, an FHA. You haven't had to do FHA for like four or five years. Well, you only took the conventional deals as a selling agent. And now, do you remember what FHAs our, are back? Do you yeah. remember our client Dave? It was right in the midst of March to May of 2020, Joe. And he was a vet, VA buyer. And I kept telling him, like, dude, you gotta do it now. You gotta do it now. Mm-hmm. And if had he not bought that house in March, I think it was March or May of 2020, he never would have gotten a house because right. after that, for two years, the, v- the, vets, want, yeah. the vets couldn't get a house. They couldn't win a bidding war. Yep. And now he bought his, I think, at 550, and I've got a listing competitive at 715 right around the corner, same floor plan. So it was like the best thing he could have done, but mm-hmm. he was scared. And that's what I keep running into is these fearful first-timers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you work as much with the first-timers, Joe. Maybe, yeah, 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 kind of, yeah, sort of. Yeah, but, they're still there. But you didn't forget how to do FHA. That's no, good. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're back. But, but it, the window for, for FHA is going to be short. Because once once we get back to a full-fledged seller market, which we are trending towards, yeah. then they're going to do away with FHA again because they're going to they're going to have 10 offers and cash is going to win and conventional is going to come. And I am so scared for that because it's coming. Well, it's already, I think, kind of happening. And if we don't like scream from the rooftops, then my same teachers and and police officers that could have didn't now maybe can, but are scared to may not get a chance. And, and you know, an FHA, sorry, an FHA buyer now, it used to be um, the smaller stuff, but now an FHA Payment is around three grand. Oh yeah, at least. Okay, okay. Which Remind is crazy. Me, I couldn't remember the number. What was the what's the FHA the new loan limit in Maricopa County? Because I know every county is different. It's like five hundred and thirty thousand. Okay, so that's that is the uh, loan limit for a single unit for FHA, whereas conventional is all the way up to seven twenty six. So then our basically our price point isn't it five forty five? Then our max sales. Yeah, price? with three and a half percent down. It's just crazy though because I'm locking FHA loans in the mid fives. Mm-hmm. With mortgage insurance, that's you know very competitive to conventional uh-huh. for a small down payment, three uh-huh. percent down. And so for a buyer to look at the comparison, they actually can afford quite a bit more by going FHA versus conventional. So it's it opens the door to have to more options for them in that scenario. And I think from a lender perspective, we just need to do a better job talking to the listing agents up front. Hey, my client can go conventional. This is why we're choosing to go FHA. What can we address for your seller to remove any of the concerns to oh my and goodness. allow that offer to happen? So we never really left the time period of where I'd ask either of you guys to call the other agent yes. and schmooze them and talk to them and explain. Educate. Educate. Yes, educate. Okay. educate sounds a lot better than schmooze. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> um, but th- you know that, that all said, let me go back to the charts because after the markets, I still love this chart. Like this is a great chart. I'm 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 really hoping we get past hope into relief and optimism before we know it, and I think it's going to happen in the next couple of months. Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's the chart is going to go straight up. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And this is why. So here's some numbers again for those of you guys not watching but only listening. I'm going to try my best to explain what I'm looking at. This is the Cromford report from today, last month, last quarter, last year, and two years ago. So this is perfect for our topic right now, right? And one thing I know Anthony's listening and watching. Anthony, what do you notice most about, what is popping out at you on this chart? A lot of green. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. So we got, of course, my Philly fan over here notices all the green, right? (laughs) All right, my Chiefs girl, what do we say about the other color we see on there? (laughs) A lot of red. A A lot lot of red. red. So the red is really um, showing the difference between right now and last year. The green is today versus last month. Do you see the difference? Right. So between today and last month, we have everything green in every single category but one. And that has to do with our volume. Because our volume is definitely a heck of a lot less than we saw a year ago and what we saw two years ago. Two years ago, we at this point for the year had 109 homes sold, which was a record year. And then we turned around the following year and did it again at another 109 homes. 109,000. Yes, thank you. 109,000. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of zeros houses. behind them. Yes. Yeah, so yes. that's a lot of houses. But right now we're rating it for the last year at 76,000 homes. So that's a big substantial drop in volume than we've seen. And I think that's what I'm reflecting to is, you know, usually I've got all kinds of listings going off the shelves mm-hmm. in February, March, and April. And now I'm just starting to see it. In fact, I got one last night on one of my listings that's been active for a couple months, mm-hmm. or not a couple months, a couple weeks, I take that back. 
and they have a ton of showings. They've had two low ball offers, and they rejected them, and they just got a full price cash See? last night yep. at nine twenty five. So they held out, and it was good for them to hold out. And that is what I'm seeing with our sellers currently: is they're not just giving their houses away. Yep. And they're being rewarded for being patient. Yeah, we also had the opposite of that, where our client made what they considered to be a lowball offer, uh-huh. where the agent held because they really didn't feel the value was there, and they came back to them three weeks later, begging, and said, "Hey, we'll take your offer." Yeah, and so we're under contract as of yesterday. But um, that, you know, that was the difference in that particular situation. They really felt the value wasn't there, and when you see some of these homes that are on the market a lot longer, sometimes it's because the agents aren't pricing them right. You know, they're sometimes, just, yeah, <laughs> I, or they're in really, really poor condition. And unfortunately, the averages of the exception <clears throat> skew what we're seeing as the general rule of thumb. Absolutely, can't agree more with that. Anthony, are you seeing anything on your end as far as volume, as far as sales? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at the title companies. I know you guys don't do a lot of refis today because the refi market really hasn't returned to you guys. There, just there, yet. Are, there are there are cash out refis coming in. Are there really? Man, let's we, talk about that. I was just gonna say we just closed a refinance that I would have never been able to do with the products we had available to us before, and the guy had done a construction loan. And the home didn't appraise for as much as we needed it to to get the refinance done. And we were able to split it into a first and second, taking it all the way up to 90% if we needed to. So it, it was just very cool <clears throat> that there are some unique product offerings returning to the marketplace to fill in the gaps with some of these things. So if cash out refis are coming out, you know what that's what the discussion's going to go towards there. So it's happening. It's happening. So hold tight. Let me just finish the last chart. And then we're going to get into Anthony's because Anthony, I know, loves to address all these fun charts. He's like just chomping at the bit, <laughs> raring to go right there. So give me a quick second, Anthony, and then you get the floor, my friend. Okay, so one last thing I'm gonna say besides all that two months supply of inventory. Last quarter, we are at four months supply of inventory. Today, the Cromford Index is at 140. Last quarter, it was 108. Everything is going in the right direction except for I need more listings. So I wanna point out when I'm having a conversation with a buyer, there's only two lines that I focus on. Active listing, excluding what's pending, because yeah. it's essentially 13, not available 000. to them. Mm-hmm. And then pending listings. So if I come 6, over 000. here to last quarter, yeah. I show them the trend. We went from 16,000 to 14,000 yeah. to 13,000. We had 4,300 pending, and today we have 6,300 pending. And that alone, to see that trend and understand months of supply and yeah. supply and demand. It, that we're going to shoot straight up to. That's exactly right. They have optimism. that aha moment of, oh crap, this can turn pretty quickly. It's it and it is, and yeah. it is. So this is from the Cromford report. I'm just gonna re- read through the this week's report as far as the current market condition summary. Greater Phoenix is back to a seller market. Prices are rising again. Listings under contract at the fourth- Wait, 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 wait. Can you, can you go back to what you just said about pricing? Because that's not what I'm hearing on articles and news and social media and <laughs> Facebook and YouTube. Uh-huh. Can, oh, wait, 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 I gotta you- go back to you. Yes, prices are rising again. Now, so if I, you look at that last so chart, So I should though, wait for that foreclosure. No, you shouldn't. Oh, shit. Yesterday, I had this client who was adamant they were going to buy a foreclosure, and I wanted to pull my hair out because, like, literally, I went to the Fannie Mae website, the HomePath website. They have one foreclosure <laughs> in the say, entire state of Arizona right now. I have now. not processed a short sale or a foreclosure in years. There is only one on their website in yeah. the entire state I, I of might, Arizona. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I think there was 24 total last month in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And so that guy waiting for the foreclosure, I had to explain to my staff, like, you need to explain to him. We, oh, number one, we're not a foreclosure state. You know, I, I don't even want to go back to my short sell era and all of that good right. stuff, right? But yeah, Anthony, the prices are absolutely going up. Data over drama. Stop reading the headlines. I know you're a total smartass when you said that, but I knew where you're going with well, it. Well, and Rebecca, I think it's worth touching on is that we can see in the actions of the new programs that are coming out for loan modification and yeah. workout programs. They don't want them back. That they are more committed than ever to keep families in their homes. Yes. And FHA just rolled out a 40-year mortgage yes. to help the families who are still struggling from COVID. 
COVID not, not recession. Not to purchase a house. But no, not to correct. And that's a actually house. really good point because we had somebody asking uh, just last week for the forty-year FHA loan, good luck and with that. Tara's like, <laughs> no. it doesn't no. exist. Where the hell did you get that from? Do you know how many phone calls, Joe? And to your point, that I got, I had About agents that? like six agents in one day saying, "Hey, I need some marketing on that forty-year mortgage," and I'm like, "You guys, <laughs> a, I put this out weeks ago that it's for loan modification only." And B, does anybody read anything? Nobody <laughs> reads anything. That's Anthony's point. They, they read the headline. I, I'm guilty right, of Anthony? it, too, because a client asked me. I'm like, Tara, I knew that 40 years. It was probably the same damn day. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, the, but the, basically, the banks don't want these houses back. No. People that are struggling, they're going to work with. We are not having a bubble. Prices are not coming down. Right. And let me, all right, I'm almost done. Um, First-time homebuyers stepping up. This is where um, she's talking about. They better get in there. Because of concessions that we can still negotiate for the short window that we might be able to still negotiate FHA them. FHA mortgage rates are lower than conventional. Yeah. That's a huge part of that. And why is supply declining so much? Insufficient new listings to offset accepted contracts and canceled expired listings. Lowest level of new listings in at least 23 years. When we don't have inventory, there's only one place for the prices to go up. So what I'm feeling, at least in my world with my clients, is we have probably three sellers that want to sell but they don't see anything on the market they like. Right. Mm, back to that old thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm de- that's what we are dealing with. We have like a whole bunch of pending listings. We actually have two that just went live today. And, and you know, I'm really optimistic because I've seen that cash one mm-hmm. come in last night for full price. But um, yeah, it, it's, we need somebody to stop like holding on and just Get to market. Yes. Yeah. If we get we, to market, then we were we'll saying have more that to look all, at. We were saying that last year. All through COVID, too. All through COVID. Yeah. Just, just go sell your house. It'll sell. And then you go buy another one. And you'll go find one. I promise you I'll find you one. Yes. I promise you I'll find you one. So that said, Anthony, I think we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when you come back, you're going to have to talk about all your fun charts and educate all of us. Is that cool? All right. We'll be right Very back. Very cool. <laughs> if you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. All right, we're back from break, Anthony. Are you ready to go, dude? Let's talk about your slides. Oh, I'm ready to go. I want you to educate us, dad over drama. Let's hear the stuff. What is it looking like out there across the country? Because most of your table, most of your charts seem to cover well, the entire it, country, it, not just this, Arizona. This is just real quick to get into the next one. But if you remember in 2022, 
what do we talk about? Millennials will drive in the market. Remember that? Vaguely. That was a year ago. (laughs) NAR comes out with a uh, generation trends report every year. Okay. I think it's 166 pages, but it's got some great information in there. And it just lets us know in our industry what's happening with the market. So last year, the millennials were driving the market. Guess what? 2023, there's a shift now. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. 2022, the millennials ages 32 to 41 were 25% of our marketplace. Then the next group was the next group up, the Gen Xers, which I fall into, and I think all of us fall into. That was 22%. So between... 32 years of age to 56 years of age, it's about half the market was just us in like middle age, right? So 2023, you know, we, go ahead, Anthony. We, we haven't talked about interest rates on this one because interest rates are fluctuating up and down and Joe made a pretty good comment earlier in regards to that one. Look 2023, the age of buyers, here is the shift. Ah. 67% As older of people are selling right or buying more houses. 67% of people are over the age of 42. And guess why that is? Because they have a crap load of equity and they are less interest rate sensitive right now. Less interest rate sensitive. They are also experienced homeowners in a lot of cases and they understand what it means to be able to refinance. They've seen rates go up and down throughout the experience of homeownership and that doesn't terrify them as much. And I'll also say there are also the ones that did go through the crash last time and maybe they're seeing the differences that it's not like it was last time. Just yeah. saying. Rebecca, that would that is a very good point you just made right there. I didn't think of it that way, but that's just there's a reason there's a shift right now. It, it gets into that confident. millennial <clears throat> and, and when you go to the next chart, we said you know, we said there was a shift with millennials. This one blew me away because fifty three percent of millennials are renting and guess that's why they are renting. What guess what their reason is? What we just talked about. Waiting for the prices to come down that they, are not they're going waiting to. for prices to come down. You know what? I think price gonna come down, so I'm just gonna wait and I'm gonna rent and ride this out and then get the house that I want. And then what's gonna happen is they're gonna wake up when that lease is over and the prices will be even higher and less chance for them to even buy. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. And you know what I will say to any parent out there that's got a millennial living in their basement, their garage, their ADU, make sure they watch this show because they're not coming down and if you want that kid out of your house sooner than later, we need to educate them. Gift, the word is gift. (laughs) Get them out, gift. yeah, these next three graphs are going to show why they're they should listen to this show and and follow people who know what they're talking about. So so get on the next slide. Okay. Oh, I watched your video on this the other day. This was the other one I almost wanted to play this morning. So Anthony, this, you did a great job explaining it. Please explain this chart for us. I, I'm going to try to. I think I did a better job in that video because I just went right at it. And and just so you know, this this chart right here is made by um the girl who pulls. Uh, data for us, Sarah Perkins. Mm-hmm. She's also a sales rep of ours, but she dives deep into data. She has meetings with Michael Orr, Tina on a monthly basis. So this is her own chart she made up. And when that she makes gave sense. this to me, I, I went, I was like, I am doing a green screen video. Let me get this chart up on my Well, page. so what I'm reading here is more listings are closing or canceling than are coming to market. And I think I, that I am reacting to that because of the cancellation rate I've seen over the last couple months. Mm-hmm has been higher than what we typically see in a in a spring marketplace. But but, but what did what this chart is showing if you see it shows in the red there, it's showing new, new contracts. contracts are significantly outpacing new listings. Mm-hmm. New listings are that blue little chart right there. There's a big on gap. a weekly basis. And the new listing levels, right for this one? It's the lowest it's been in, in 25 years. Oh, 25. Okay. And we had That's a long we time. had a That's million a fewer time. people back then. We had a million fewer people. That was a great point in your video. I remember you saying that. And that's true. It's like I have, well, and you know, honestly, guys, what I'm hearing when I get calls from my clients that Mm -hmm. want to sell, and you you may not, maybe they just don't make it to you. Because when they, when we start talking about it and they're like, yeah, I'm in a 3% interest rate, you know, and that's where they're, they're really not wanting to sell out of that 3% interest rate loan that they got during COVID. Well, and we just did a big marketing push on converting your home to a rental Uh and buying another primary. Yeah, because why get out of that Hold on to that low interest Mm -hmm. rate. You're never going to have a better opportunity to cash flow on an investment property then, then you do converting that two or three percent mortgage. So are you suggesting they do a HELOC to pull the equity out, or what are you doing? Five percent down. So I mean, we're depending on their price point. We've come up with four hundred one k loans, leverage mm-hmm. asset loans, 
you know, HELOC on their existing home. There's a million different ways to bridge that gap. Okay. Hey, Tara, you made a good point right there because I was on a call this morning with Tom Ferry and Tom Tool was out of that Philadelphia. Yeah. And he said, if you're an agent right now, why are you not doing a rent buy analysis when you sell that home on the income you can make from renting your home? Right. So the point you brought that up right there was just talked about this morning at eight o'clock in the morning. Wow. So I'm glad you brought that Look up. Look how smart you are, Tara. But Rebecca, going back to that chart, <laughs> the gray area. Yeah. It, it, you can see it. It's showing overall listing count is continuing to decline, and it, it's and it gets into what you said earlier, Rebecca. Quarter two is the time when usually yeah. things are picking up. Listings are usually happening, but there's well, no indication that happening right now. So what happened in January was the typical January. You know, we come out of the holidays, we have a ramp up of listings. And then we did our show, I think, in, you know, right there in the middle of it. I'm like, ooh, this is where it was feeling good for me as a listing agent, you know, helping people. And then the contracts kind of dipped down at the same time listings dipped down. So this this was not so fun in this era. And this is where the multiple offers happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So that's like we had our we had our update show and things kind of went eh. And now they're going in a direction or trending in a direction that feels really reminiscent of what we dealt with in COVID before things got nuts. Before it got nuts. Like, before it like got nuts. this is yeah. the show before it got nuts. This is the show before it got nuts. <laughs> this is the show before it got nuts. So we'll see in, in the June show when we do our next update. It'll be nuts. How nuts it will be. <laughs> was that like a, what was nuts. that? Nuts. <laughs> Jazz hands. Jazz hands, that's Meat, it. Meatballs. Meatballs and, okay. Hey, Anthony, um, are you ready for the next chart, my friend? Yeah, but one more thing, another chart. It, it just okay. goes to show what we talked about also earlier is, you know, even though inventory is as low as it is and there is such interest rate fluctuations, as you can see, it's not impacting sales sales and sales prices. Well, sales are it, happening. It, yeah. No, yeah. they're definitely. So they're, I'm going to give you guys some a little bit of color on this. Oh, so let's hear I, some color. I've been, I've been looking across the country for other real estate, other cities and all oh, that kind true. of stuff. Oh, that's true. You have right? been. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you the Chicago market is kind of treading water, but the Midwest always treads water. They yeah. don't. There's very little appreciation, depreciation in, in that market. How's Florida? Florida is hanging tough. Florida, kind of like us? Florida is is still hanging tough. Yeah, like us. Yeah, Florida's it, hanging good. They're, so, they're, they're going to make it through. So they're not dropping prices. They're, 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 the happening. sellers are being patient. Just, just like no, us. They're actually helping national home prices right yeah. now. That's yeah, awesome they're doing to hear. Good. Now, you go up to the north, the northeast. So I've been talking to some people in Bergen County, New Jersey, which is a fairly affluent part of New Jersey. Uh -huh. And they're selling within five days. Hmm. And the average sales price is like 1.1. That's and, average. And, That's and, double our sales price and average. And it's going up above list mm -hmm. five days, like all So day. it's hot up northeast, yeah. Midwest, yep. treading water, Florida, holding firm. Texas is strong. Texas has been strong. Um, anybody hearing anything about California, Seattle? Because, you know, the West Coast, everybody kind of migrated out of there during COVID. The, the guy from Shark well, Tank literally got on and publicly said, California, unless you are in tourism, is not a place that businesses are investing and they're all fleeing out and so they have other issues yeah you, you guys you guys know about that mansion tax in california that passed it, that just started april no 1st, what is that no talk to us anthony they, they, mansion they, tax. they voted in november I, I can't believe this actually got passed yes you can in november <laughs> there was a vote and it started april 1st it's called a mansion tax so even even with the transfer taxes they already have in california which are high the mansion tax states any commercial or resale property you know, that sells over five million, there's a four percent extra tax that goes back to the Ooh, state on that. Four percent. Over ten million is five point one percent. Five point one percent on ten million is five hundred thousand dollars. That's a half a million bucks. So so if you're a listing agent, would you sell the house for nine point nine 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 nine? And then sell the furniture for another five million. Probably, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to work around that, but that's insane. But no, that is a true mansion tax in California. Okay. So I used it like the. If you ever seen the scene in Bronx Tale when they locked the door on the bikers? Now you can't leave. <laughs> now you can't. Now you can't leave. So I think that's why that tax was passed. That was wow. <laughs> now you can't leave. Of course, our two uh, Northeast guys know that one probably yeah, by heart. Um, okay, U.S. home prices this, rose this, by 0.08. Gets, gets into the millennials where they talk about waiting for prices to drop. Um, this is, you know, Selma from Chief, uh, Chief Economist yeah. from CoreLogic. You know, what, 
prices nationally went up 0.8% in February, so prices weren't dropping. We know here- And that's a national average, yeah. But, but the best part of that is where she said, they are saying most of these states where prices drop, they think it's already bottomed out. These are the cheap Well, supposedly economists. we bought them out in November. Well, we always lead the way, right? Mm -hmm. Truly. I we feel do. like the West Coast leads the way, and I feel like we bought them down in the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, it was. It was November of last yeah. year for sure. All right, Anthony. So that it's, said, prices in most markets have already bottomed out. What's this one going to tell us? Well, this is just telling you what we we, we knew when we the prices were dropping November. from July. They have the November chart. Look, 96% of the country had home price decreases. Now look at it. Look at it. February twenty twenty three. As you would yeah. say, Rebecca, mm -hmm. what 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 stands out in that picture? All the green. <laughs> fly, baby, fly. <laughs> so basically, and that's and that is exactly what we we have seen. And I guarantee you, if that chart actually showed March and April, it would even probably be a yeah. greater percentage of green than what we're seeing on yeah, this one dated February. Um, Jobs. We're going to talk jobs. Let's talk jobs, Anthony. What you got? Well, we're going to, the reason we're going to talk jobs real quick is there was a, there was a call by George Ratu. He's a, he's a chief economist, and he just went over to Keeping Current Matters. Uh -huh. And his call on Monday was about jobs and how it affects the market. And there was a lot of detail. i be on here for a half hour. But I just want to show the charts. And, you know, you guys can jump in on this one. But if, if you go to the next chart, look, look, look at the unemployment rates. Dun, da, da, dun. They're green again, Anthony. Look, the average was 5.73 from, look at that time period. 1948 all the way through they, 2023. They're under 4%. And <clears throat> the reason they're showing that is, Rebecca, that means people are making paychecks. Yeah. They're making money on a consistent basis. Do you guys remember We're during COVID how nobody wanted to work? Do you remember that? Well, that's because the government was giving them an encouraging stimulus to yeah, stay it was home. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, they, they could stay home. But they're yes. all back to work now. Yeah, well, and the actually, stimulus is over. Look so. at that because it was all COVID when it was red and orange, and that was yeah. just a you know one of those unforeseen circumstances that we hope we will never see again, right, Anthony? Nope. Nope. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Unemployment and, rate. And you go to the next chart. This is the national unemployment rate, and the ones that are in orange. You know why they're, you know, you see the rest of the country coming back. Look at Arizona. You know, we're we're, we got a lot yeah. of employment back. We're pretty strong. The orange ones, it's guess what's really big in those states and why there's a lot of higher unemployment there? Tourism? Tech companies. Tech, Tech companies. companies. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, obviously, Oregon and California. I'm surprised about Texas. I guess I don't think of tech companies being in Texas, but I'm wrong. Awesome. Oh yeah, I, I did. Oh, I did either in that one. I didn't dive deep, but it's that's, close that's what though. The it's barely four percent. So that's Rebecca, true. I only care about the 4 one in blue that right says there. AZ, so <laughs> I, I, I focused on that one. So it's interesting to <laughs> me they the chose to make short, it orange. Well, I the mean, the national average is 3.6. We're at 3.7. So we're right in yep. line with the average in the whole country, um, which obviously shows it's a great place to be. You know, one thing I am noticing, though, a lot of these are the states that people are migrating out of, Midwest as well. But, you know, you got your Jersey and New York up there that are still also orange, but not by much. Companies are leaving those places, too. Yeah, so not by much. So they're, they're departing to go to other places like Texas, Arizona. Oh boy, all right, Anthony, your next chart's talking about actually hourly earnings of all employees, and it goes from what, 2006? Well, this, this gets into the affordability, and I know I know people are suffering with um, inflation right now, yes. yeah. but if you saw on that chart, average hourly earn, even though there's inflation out there, people's earnings have been going up every year. Well, and there was an article I sent to you guys this morning, if we have time, I'd like to scroll through it real quick, that talks about the cost of goods and every like what categories are exceeding the most yep. as far as inflation goes. But this is definitely um, heartwarming to see that at least our income has rose, I don't know if enough, but it's there I, to help offset the um, inflationary costs. You know, well, I, if you go I got to the next chart, it, break, it, it, it breaks it down by state and Arizona, um, you know, we, 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 beyond our population growth, which we know is really big, mm -hmm. our personal income in Arizona for the fourth quarter um, increased 7.9% on an annual basis. And that was second in the whole country. Oh, you know, that's I, a great I got one. a hot take on this whole inflation thing. Let's so, hear it, so Jojo. Do we have an hour? No? All right. Uh, no, so, but we have a few more minutes so for you. We are in inflation 
and nobody is slowing down. People are still doing the same things that they've always done. They ha- they are not cutting back. You don't think? No. It's shocking when no. you go to a well, restaurant. You guys, you guys go to a restaurant. Their, you guys see go, their financials. Uh, I don't see them. Go go anywhere you know, I, and massive I was lines. Yep. I was in New York a couple weeks ago, and I told my, my wife the same thing. And this is New York City, yeah. where they're expensive. complain a lot. They yeah. complain a lot. <laughs> they complain a lot. Yo, <laughs> story. True story. So every, every store. Every Hack. restaurant, lunch, dinner. So are stores, we just going more in debt? Walking around with bags, or is there money? There was no slowing down. We're making money. We're spending money, we're and, making... and we're not afraid. That, and, and I think the companies are even making more money. So the, this, we're not. Well, to I the know point the banks made a lot more money this and, past and year. You know what? We raised the interest rates. Where it's who cares? No, nobody cares. We're we're still spending like it's like. Nothing is going on. I think that. But isn't debt going up more? Sure. Yes, consumer. That's yeah. what it is. They're yeah. they're, that never they're slows using us down. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like literally a bridge, right? And so they haven't changed their patterns or behavior as it relates to spending. Uh huh. And so they just are using consumer debt and then going back to the cash out refinances. That's like why you're seeing home equity lines oh. of credit and things of that nature to just consolidate because they're looking to just consolidate. Well, that. and they don't want to get out of that killer first note that they're still in from, you know, during COVID yeah. era. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, Anthony, are we have anything else yeah, one, to note on this chart? Yeah, one, more th- one more thing in that chart to get into, like uh, you were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. You know, not only was the personal income up 7.9 percent in the last quarter, but Arizona's personal income experienced four solid quarters throughout all of 2022. So it wasn't just one month, it was four solid quarters. That's not in the chart. That was just part of the report, but mm-hmm. you, you just, it went up 1. 1.5, 8.2, 6.7. So all year long, we were just consistently going up, essentially. Making yep. money. Yep. Making money. So while the number of homes for sale is increasing, inventory is still lower than before the pandemic from 2017 and to I, 2019. I only point that out there because what you talked about earlier, we have a lack of inventory right now. Yeah. yeah. The people understand, and it's so hard. People don't still don't understand that simple thing that we talk every show: supply and demand. Right. Prices will not come down if we do not have supply. Man, Barry Habib did an amazing job breaking down the numbers nationwide. Do you want me to play this? It's only like two minutes of Barry summarizing where he thinks we're going to be at. Or I can just let Fry do it in the show later. But if you guys didn't get a chance to watch this, remember how the I last want to hear it. Yeah, right. play it. It's good. All right, let's do it. That was cute. Very up. tight inventory. Prices on real estate go higher. So that's 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 where we see it in a nutshell. There's a lot of reasons for that um, that uh, that we'll talk more about as time goes on. But I think that yeah. there's some good news. I, my dad bought a home for five percent uh, uh, mortgage rates in 1966. Uh, I paid a lot more my last house. I'm paying 6% here in Puerto Rico now. My last house, I had two and three eighths in Dallas. Uh, missed those days. But but 5% is not going to be a deal killer not at all. in the home world after everybody adjusts to it. It's gonna take some adjustment because we completely and and Look, just know this was from its from anchor, from its moorings, this is a new, new show. with this zero interest rate bound insane policy that we had i agree john and by the way there's a, there's a, i'm sorry megan there's a term i want everybody to to look at and john and i the way we we kind of talk and it's the same john we talked to peter book we talked with lacy you know we, we we agree on a lot we disagree a lot but there's something that we do called the steel man and the steel man is something that you should do it's the opposite of what people used to do which is called a straw man argument the steel man is where you take the other person's point of view and you look at the best parts of it and you kind of take it from there and then try and internally see maybe that I should look at those best parts of it to understand and, and gain um, gain more Absolutely. information, right? So so I, I wish our political system worked on steel man rather than straw man, but, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, just something to think about as we go. John, I love you so much, brother. I can't wait to, uh, to be together soon. Thanks, Thank everyone, you, for tuning in. Very always good to be with you. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks, oh. man. Be well, everyone. Sorry, Thank guys. You. Thank I, you. Thanks for keeping him straight. Wait, wait, wait. Does he say it now? <laughs> thanks, here. John. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>
See you at the SIC conference in May. Oh, Bye. darn it. Okay, I missed the clip because he said, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll we'll put Edit, the link on yeah. our site. Um, in Cleveland, Fred President Loretta oh, wow. Mester said that she I, sees Fred, interest rates moving about five percent <laughs> and staying at those levels for some time. <laughs> as I don't know what happened that? right there. Yeah. Um, so we'll put the link on it. And just like a one minute before, I must have missed the mark. But basically, remember how in February he was saying by May when the Feds meet the next time, right? Rates should be in the five. Yeah, he basically just said by summer. Now he's ah, just kind of pushing it back. back a little he bit. He talked a lot about that he's because the shelter costs are still really keeping it higher than it should be. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. So wah, basically, and if it's not in summer, then it'll be in, <laughs> in fall. fall. If it's not in fall, then it'll be in. May. Well, it really it boils down to when they finally decide to admit we're in a recession, right? We're not. We're not in a recession. We're not. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Anthony. Pay attention. Uh, where did that chart go? Five charts show how much inflation has really cost you. What was the definition it's of a recession? Us a lot of money. But two, wasn't the two, two consecutive quarters? Haven't There's we done that many GDP. times? Haven't we been? They there? they have now changed they, the they, definition. Yeah. Oh, they decided to change the definition so they wouldn't actually have to admit it. I see how that goes. You, well, they're they're trying to drive unemployment, right? So once once unemployment starts ticking up, then we'll start to see an, an, a recession. But we're not getting there. But no, because we're at four percent or under. And, and people are still buying like crazy. Right. So okay, the charts that show how much inflation has really cost you. What I saw here was, um, let's see, prices thirteen percent on average for everything is more expensive than two years ago. Cost of groceries, 20%. Cost of car ownership has settled back down a little. Remember how stupid it was during COVID, but it's still higher than where we were at. Travel prices made more vacations more expensive. I think that one went up like 12%. Um, cost are up, don't leave, even if you don't leave your home. So talking about gas costs, just to keep your house you know, heated and electricity. And I like looked at that and I, I'm really happy to hear, honestly, Anthony, um, what you said about the whole job thing, because and that really offsets the cost of everything going up if unemployment's so we're, low we're and income's actually going it. up. So, so I, I have such good opinions on this. Yes, I no, so let's opinions. finish the show with good opinions. So, let's so hear it, Joe. The, inf the inflation number, they're trying to tame inflation, mm -hmm. right? And the way they've been doing this is by raising the interest rates. Okay, yes? okay. yeah. Because that's the way you go do it. I'm with you, yeah, right? I'm with you on there. It's not working. It's not. So they don't know what else to do. So what we're finding out, sadly, is they don't know. Huh. So that's the sad reality is they don't know. Who's it they? used to. The, the, feds. the, 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 the people feds? who do this. The people who do this. We don't do this. <laughs> There's other people who do this. So their job is to get this in line. And what all these things that they know to be true are not working. So now yeah. they've raised the interest rates. Great. Sounds like a good idea. Well, uh-oh, we have bank failures. Uh oh, because when the There's when the interest rates were three percent and and nothing, that the banks had to try and make money and they they went risky. So wouldn't that just make a point to bring down the rates if we had bank failures? Like no, because we have inflation, <laughs> right? So so it's like circles. And, and it's it's and they don't know. So that's the big problem here. Nobody has the magic bullet. The magic bullet used to be jack up the rates. Well, they jacked up the rates. They're very aggressive in their jacking up the rates, mm -hmm. and that hasn't worked hardly at all. So to slow things down. It hasn't slowed down anything. So do you think, think they're actually going to raise them again? They No, because th then then they jeopardize the banks. Okay. And then now if, you, if God forbid, so a do you bigger think we're just bank fails. Sit, do you think we're just going to sit still then? We just create other problems. I don't know what they're going to do. It's not my job. But, <laughs> but somebody should be figuring this out who gets paid a lot more than we do. Yeah. That this is what should be happening. And, and my stance is mm -hmm. they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. So when are they, when are they meeting again officially? Wasn't it May 4th? They probably meet every day. Well, a bit when they're, we're waiting for the, the Fed meeting release. The Fed meeting release and all of that stuff. Isn't that coming in the next two weeks? Uh, I'm not sure. Yes, it I is. I believe but so. But I don't know when the exact date is. So I'll have to look. Um, Anthony, let's let's hear your thoughts, your final thoughts of the show and what we might see over the next couple months based off of everything we've been talking about today. We'll do our next update in June for those of you guys watching. And between now and then, what, what do you recommend for people to be doing? Um, I, I, it, I, if you can't buy, don't buy. But if you can afford to buy a house right now, I would not wait. If, don't, don't wait for prices to come down. Don't. You know, interest rates, I understand affordability if they're a little bit where you're at, but you're not going to see twos again. Don't wait for that. You, you just, you need to reach out to people. I don't, I don't understand any more than you guys to reach out to Joe and Tara, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is prices aren't going to come down if you're looking to buy and you can afford it. Do not wait. 
for you sellers, I understand if you're 3%, you don't want to sell, but man, now's the time if you want to get your money because supply's down and there, there is still demand out there. So Definitely demand out there. Yeah. Tara, do you have final thoughts you'd like to share? I think just if you're questioning if the time is right for you right now to speak with a professional who can help you kind of, you know, get through all of what you're seeing on the news and all of those things, but to really help you understand based on your circumstances is the time right for you to buy now. And I, a lot of the families that we talk to are shocked of what they can do, more so even maybe than what they can. Well, what I do love is the options in like what you suggested of maybe keeping the current home if they're just are having angst of selling a home that they were in a 3% interest rate. Right. And just keep it and maybe leverage it to do something else and take advantage before we go into mayhem again. I, well, I do fully believe we're going to go into mayhem again. And it's interesting that I have a lot of people say to me, they didn't know that they could convert their existing home into a rental without having to refinance the mortgage. And I huh. said, oh no. I said, you can absolutely huh. keep that mortgage and right. convert it. And I had a gentleman it's a devastating story, but he's a veteran, and his servicer, Mr. Cooper, refinanced him out of his VA loan. Oh, you told me this story. So That's that so he terrible. could use his VA loan to go buy a new primary, and it was completely unnecessary. He did not need to pay that VA loan off. He went from a rate that was in the twos or threes to 6.99 and paid $16,000 in closing costs and points alone. Yeah, doesn't it make you guys and sick hearing this? I, and I'm talking to this honorable veteran who served our country, and he had some he got so screwed idiot over. Yeah. from their servicer, you know, not properly advising him. So I think my big takeaway is make sure you're talking to a trusted advisor who can give you the right information. So when you say servicer, I just want to expound upon that because yeah. people who are listening may not understand that terminology. Sure. Who you make your mortgage payments to. Yes. If you get a coupon or a call and they're like, hey, we could drop your payments $500 a month. Don't do it. Call one of these two. Yes. Yeah, one of these two are advice. actually going to pull. Th th that's somebody in a call center, in a cubicle. They don't know squat With about limited squat, experience. Probably getting paid minimum wage. Yes. And, and, and they just want to close reading the script. And you guys have been, are reading a script. Thank you, Anthony. And, and you guys have both been in this industry over 20 years. Yeah. You've seen it all. And you guys can strategize for them based off of their circumstances. So I love how you said, it. I mean, it may not be somebody's perfect time right now. Maybe they can't qualify. Maybe they don't have, you know, the funds or what have you. But to Anthony's point, if you can, I agree you should. And if you're sitting in a house right now that you love, but maybe it's not perfect, at least talk to somebody because you might be able to yeah. take enough equity out where your payment is not going to be that different even in today's higher rate. You know, stop focusing about the rate because that is one thing I see all the time. One percentage point really isn't that big of a deal in a payment. We might be talking 100 or $200 a month. And you don't have to refinance your first mortgage. I think like for people to hear that, it's really important. There are yeah. options to tap into your equity There's while options. leaving that low fixed rate intact. There's options. There's lots of options. So call one of us. We'll help you through your options. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And we'll see you in a couple months with another mortgage market update. Thanks. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.